Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Today, the Padres get ready to wrap up their latest series with the Dodgers in Los Angeles. And this being an early game, the only way our host Mike Janella can get his crew to come into the office is with bribes. Oh, multiple ble Bloody Marys. So that we can see him dancing in the stands afterwards. Yeah, or in the restaurant <laughs> at the day of. The more entertainment, the more blooper dancing, the better. Joining Mike in studio today, we've got Bill Center, who's not really a big fan of bloopers dancing. I, I, I find, I really dislike it. I mean, I really, really do. And rounding out the crew, we've got Ben Higgins, here to tell us about Padres baseball and about the Sunday brunch he had before getting to the studio. I just like having two meals in one. You start with the kind of breakfast items, the eggs, the pancakes, waffles, bacon, and then you move on to the lunch item. Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Mike Janella, Bill Center, and Ben Higgins. Good morning. All this food talk. I forgot the donuts. Right. Ah, I knew I missed, forgot something today. I, I, I didn't forget that you forgot. Oh, I, I, Why I just, break the streak now? I just didn't right. have time. Uh, <laughs> He's talking about brunch, and I'm thinking the perfect You're, you're the meal. Joe DiMaggio right. of forgetting the right. donuts, right. Mike. I'm, I'm, I, I take pride <laughs> in that streak. The perfect Sunday meal is donuts. <laughs> the perfect any day meal, right? right? right. Yeah. Plain glazed, right? Right. Ne I'll remember next time. I'll try to remember yeah, right. it next time. Yeah. I am on next Sunday, by the way. So. Oh, all right. So booking it. <laughs> A week ahead of time. I like it. Uh, welcome here inside the AMR studio with Ben and Bill. I'm Mike, and it's a 1.10 p.m. first pitch as the Padres looking for a sweep. That sounds nice, huh? Rhymes After a good one sweet. yesterday. Yeah, well, sort of. Right. Uh, it's Drew Pomeranz against Clayton Kershaw, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But first, I want to get right to the topic that all of Padres' social hour universe is talking about. Sadly. I have hair right now. I, I saw this last night. Yeah, so last night, Derek Norris, before the game, shaved his head. Kept his beard, but shaved his head. He had been, what was it, one for his last 24? Yeah, one for his last 24, and he gets two hits last night after shaving his head. So I tweeted something you're out. You're not allowed to read your own tweets on the show. So this is from at Mike Janella into the Padres Social Hour. Well, two hits for Norris. That does it. I'm shaving my head tonight, and tomorrow will be the best Padres Social Hour of the season. Right. I already forgot the donuts, so we're not off to a good start. <laughs> um, but then everyone obviously kind of took that and ran with it. So we had a couple people tweet at me afterward. Uh, Grind the Time Sam tweeting, holding you to it. And then uh, Baby Davey, Davey Sapien, saying, screenshot it so people wanted it. Now I figured, why waste this for last night? We're a live program. What better, you know, You're not wearing ratings a wig driver? Right now. No, not, this is yeah. my real This isn't hair. a dramatic reveal. I double dug. Okay. I double dug. So I brought you. my trimmer. <laughs> I double dug. It's on. I hear it. It's not a strong one. It's the only thing I could have on short notice. <laughs> but I figured we can get as much possible shaved live on the show. Me be a man of my word. So which one of you would like to do the honors? I, I think Bill, uh, he's, no, he's he, no the way. military man. He knows how to do the short haircuts. Me. I just go for the Blooper scalp. Wants it. I, I would love to. <laughs> hey, more. guess what? I'm not shaving my head. Never. Scalp it. All right. I'm 30. I still have hair, thankfully. I'm not going to do anything to get rid of it. That's just a fool's errand. I agree with you, but I've lost a little, you've lost a little Twitter credibility. Uh, the it's next the, it's, time you make an outlandish claim, no one's going to believe you anymore. It's the first time in history someone <laughs> has said something on Twitter and then not gone with it. Uh, yeah, cuff me, I guess. Now, I have no idea how it would grow back, if it would grow back. You when? both have – yeah, when? You guys both have great heads of hair. That's I want to be like you. I don't want to lose it. That would be idiotic. 
So, yeah, sorry to disappoint you, Twitter. And if this ends up being the worst Padres social hour of the season, <laughs> that's on me. What do you do with a host that lies? That's, that's a good question. What do you do? There has to be some sort of penalty, perhaps. That's right. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking the buzzer away from Bill's reach, so that way I don't get a sneak attack at some Banishment. point today. Well, you know, we can, we'll, we'll bump him for a segment right. or something. Right. You could sit over there. It's the Ben and Bill show. Yeah. I've done it before. B&B. I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> um, all right. What, do you guys have hair secrets? Because you both got good heads of hair. Uh, it's hereditary. Just all genetics. Yeah, yeah. I have to say, just getting lucky. And uh, everyone asks me, do I color my hair for television? I don't. Knock on wood, at least not yet. So I haven't gone gray yet. Bill, though, wears the gray well. I mean, it's sleek. always, but it's always been that way. My hair has either been totally white or this silver color. I've, I've always had. Uh, it's hereditary. Yeah, everyone always says, "Oh, it's, uh, it's your mother's father will tell you, or you put uh, grape oil, or you shampoo this." It's pretty much the card you're dealt. You're right. stuck with what you got. Right. So, uh, all right, yeah, I'm not gonna risk fate and shave mine. <laughs> so maybe. Uh, if they win the NL West, maybe, the Padres. That's my next, uh, my next proclamation. Yeah, we don't say we anymore. We do it with a weed whacker. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, the reason this is all happening is because last night, you know, Derek Norris had the great day. The Padres had a great game as well. Let us know what you think. Uh, use hashtag PadresSH on anything we talk about today or jump in in the live chat happening at Padres.com slash social hour. I mean, Bill, you said yesterday on the show you wanted that one right. badly. Right. And I think – it was well-earned. It was a great game. I mean, uh, five doubles. Uh, there were a lot three of – Three in a row. Right, <laughs> three in a row, balls to the gap. Um, um, the Padres have a number of hitters right now who are actually looking pretty good, uh, f specifically four. And I, I just think it's a – if they can keep this going, they might uh, – I mean, I'm not saying they're going to make a run, but I, I think that they could be very competitive. There was no indication that this was coming. No. After San Francisco. I mean, you look at the first time they played the Dodgers here, they played three games they didn't even score. Then they play the Giants for three to start the road trip. They get swept. Coming down to L.A., you're thinking, oh, this, this could get ugly this weekend. And I think they played maybe their best back-to-back -back games of the season these last two nights. Right. But they did they did swing the bats very well the last night in San, or the last day in San Francisco. They they had the nine runs and they just looked offensive in that game and they've carried it through the next two. Uh, I would agree. Best two games of the season. Yeah, for sure. And what was great was that the way they did it yesterday, that fifth inning rally Two strikeouts to lead off the inning. It's all two outs, and they get those three runs. And that was after in response to surrendering a 2 nothing lead. So it's resiliency. It's clutch hitting. We're starting to see a lot of the big hits that they were lacking right. earlier in the year. The offense is really clicking in a lot of different Let's ways. Let's be honest here. It's also the Dodgers really going bad. Yeah. I mean, they you got, are. You've got to beat them when you can. Right. I mean, exactly. when it's down, that's Absolutely. when you have to kick them. I mean, there's no question about that. But they look terrible right now. There was so much to like about that fifth inning rally, you mentioned it all came with two outs. First of all, you've got opposing pitchers actually respecting a couple of hitters in the Padres lineup. And I, I don't remember the last time that happened, but you work around Myers. He's hot. Okay, we walk him. Uh, let's not give Kemp anything to hit. You walk him. Right. And then what a great at-bat by Melvin Upton, who's up there, works the count full, and then, you know, after what, eight, eight, seven pitches, eight goes the other pitches, way, eight pitches, pitch, yeah. goes the other way with the ball. I mean, you just love to see a guy in the cleanup spot, you know, working an at-bat like this. And they talked about it in the postgame show on Fox Sports San Diego last night. The seventh pitch that he took allowed it to go full count, which got the runners in motion, which allowed Kemp to score, which allowed it to be the big hit. And after the second night, it was the big 
knockout punch the Padres right. had. And Andy Green afterward uh, had a lot of good things to say about Melvin, especially after that RBI knock. Uh, there's been a consistency uh, from beginning to end, from the first day he's been on the field all the way to the end. He's given great effort every single day. Uh, steals bases when he needs to, plays defense every day, uh, drives the ball. I mean, it's been a complete game. So uh, I think there's just there's a lot left in him. We're seeing some of it, but there's a lot more in him. He can do a lot more for us, and he's going to continue to do that for us. He's been, I mean, he's had his cold stretch recently, but he's been, Will Myers had that really bad slump to start the year. Melvin's kind of been the most consistent guy they've had from opening day right. until now. Without the big slump. Melvin, Melvin right. has, and it hasn't affected his, when he hasn't had a game where he's hit, it hasn't affected his game in the field at all. He's really played. I like him in left and Jay in center. I think that's a really good defensive combination. Would you have ever thought at this point, Bill, uh, Justin hit his second home run of the season yesterday, but Melvin's really outperformed his brother right, so far. Absolutely. I think Justin in 221 for the Tigers, signs of the huge contract in the offseason, leaving San Diego. We're left with Melvin. Everyone's saying, oh, we let the, the good the good Upton get away. So far, Melvin's actually been the better performing Upton in baseball right. this so we season. We had someone tweet in yesterday, did the Padres get the better Upton? Right. Well, <laughs> at this I point, mean, right. yeah. <laughs> now, you know, you'd like to say, hey, the, this Upton's upgraded in left field, except that Justin had the great April last year, so. Right. It, um, is, it is only April, but right. Melvin it has is, been It great. is April. Uh, also, uh, something that was lacking for the Padres they finally got yesterday was the big shutdown inning pitching-wise. We've been talking about how they lacked that huge hit, which Kemp had two nights ago with the home run. Melvin Upton had yesterday with the double. That five-pitch inning for Colin Ray yesterday, after they got him the lead for the second time, that's the inning we've been looking for from Andrew Kashner, the inning that we've been looking for from Drew Pomeranz, the inning that we've been looking for from Colin Ray, and he finally delivered it. Hey, kid, here's a lead. Thank you very much. Go get me more because I'm, I'm done with this inning pitching one, two, three. That was very encouraging to see. The third guy in that has got to take a pitch or two. I mean, you just can't. Yeah, Turner, you, first pitch swing. Right. And he you can't out. let your, your pitcher go right back out there after a five-pitch inning. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. You can't. Turner's got to take a, at least one pitch there, step out, try to delay it a little bit. I like how Ray recovered because the first time the Padres gave him a lead, he gave it right back up by walking the opposing pitcher and giving right. up a home run. Cardinal I mean, that yeah, is – I, I talked to him on the radio postgame show last night, and he still felt bad about that even after the win. Yeah. He says, home runs happen. I can't walk the opposing pitcher to lead off an inning. That's just bad. Unacceptable. But then the second time they gave him a lead, he comes, you know, a five-pitch inning. You know, I love the bounce-back factor of Colin Ray making the mistake once but not repeating the same mistake again. The thing I liked about Ray last night is he's tur he turned around how he's been pitching. He has been missing early in the count, falling behind. Last night, it was a lot of first-pitch strikes to start hitters, and that's, that's a key because, one, that keeps the pitch count down, and the other thing is that now you get ahead with the first strike, then you can work the corners. Uh, Bob Scanlon also made a good point. I had him on the pregame show after you, you guys were done. But he said the last two starts for Colin Ray, he had gone five innings, allowing three runs. That's kind of in a no-man's land of pitching. You're not right. quite going deep enough. You're not killing your team. It's just kind of – definition of replacement level. It's just kind of yeah, okay. But he said, okay, now add one more inning and subtract one run – and all of a sudden, you've got a start that you can really work with. Six innings, two runs. And that's exactly what he did. He yeah, added Dr. one Orange. more inning. 
He subtracted one run, and then you give your team a really good chance to win right. the game. And he sub and he pitched the six innings with fewer pitches than he had pitched the five innings. Yes, kept it under 100. What, your record now when you host the pre- and post-game <laughs> show, I think you need to do more, right? Well, what well, is it now? I, I host Fridays and Saturdays. I'm 6-2. and two. The other hosts are 3-13. and 13. So you can either say it's me or there's something about Fridays and Saturdays that the Padres for the have just, you know, they've been playing really well on Fridays and Saturdays. They, they're like us. They, they love they Fridays love the and Saturdays. Yeah. Who does two days of the week, right? Uh, a couple people tweeting in here. Uh, Friar Fever about the hair thing says just substitute blooper into it. I'm the host. I can do that. Just shave his head as proxy. Absolutely not. His haircut <laughs> looks too good. Uh, he just got it done this week. I would never. He's really, very, he's really very proud yesterday. of that haircut. I would never sully the haircut. It's blooper's pride and joy. Uh, Ghost of Ray Kroc says, you know who would have shaved his head for Padres Social Hour, Mike Janela? Jesse Agler, that's who. Would he have? No chance. No way. Yeah, let's be no honest chance. here. We'll ask him when he comes Ghost. back next week, yeah. but there's no way. Uh, 3BZ and saying, don't do it, Mike Janela. You look fresh every day. Thank you. No credibility lost. We still believe in you. Bill never believed in me in the first place, right. but at least those who have are sticking with me. I still think there should be a penalty here. We'll, th we'll talk for about you it. you lying to your public. Maybe double the donuts right. next weekend so, when you're back. So if, if uh, <laughs> Donald Trump were sitting here today, he'd be Lion Mike. That's right, Lion uh, Mike. We, we're you, not going down the GOP. Are you on a campaign uh, trail? Lion Mike making Mike. another that campaign bad promise. Bad news. Can't deliver. Lion Mike. I think a hashtag is on the way. Uh, <laughs> Domingo's Padres, presented by T-Mobile, returns this season with the first one on Sunday. It's Mother's Day, May 8th, before the game against the Mets at 140. A popular tradition from the late 90s, it's a family-friendly celebration of Hispanic culture, including food and drinks, entertainment, and themed activities. Tickets at Padres.com slash Domingo's Padres. I'm keeping the buzzer away from Bill Center during the break. We're back with more Padres Social Hour after this. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. We're here in the AMR studio getting you on the path to Padres at Dodgers. 110 first pitch. Padres looking for their first sweep of the Dodgers since April 2013. That's been a long time. Uh, and the first series win at Los Angeles since August of 2013. So it's been a long time coming. Drew Pomeranz will get that against Clayton Kershaw today. Uh, we do have to say hello. A lot of our uh, listeners and watchers and audience are actually at that game. They took a bus up there. Uh, Luigi was here the other day, said, right. hey, I'm going to be heading up to the game. There so were, There were like seven, was it seven or nine buses? Yeah, seven buses yesterday. Seven? I think even more went today. Is that right? Yeah. Fans so have represented well in this series. If you're just watching the game right behind home plate. Right. You're seeing a lot of, you know, brown and gold and Padres hats. No, it's good. Uh, yeah, know, the, the Dodgers good, fans are good seats too, letting Padres, Padres fans, fans invade Dodger Stadium this weekend. I like it. I like it. So we'll see if that uh, helps sway the series uh, for the sweep a little bit later today. Uh, during the break, uh, Elias Garcia on Twitter tweeting at me, uh, so disappointed about not shaving my head. Norris's beard is judging you. Uh, you know what? You, you want some punishment? Let's... I'll put it out to the Twitterverse. What are your ideas? Send us suggestions. Use hashtag PadresSH. Tell me what my penance should be. And hashtag LionMike. Right. Hashtag LionMike, which Ben has already started on his Twitter, I saw over the break. Uh, but tell us, what, 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 what should I do? I, I say 15-minute uh, penalty box. 
15 minutes. 15, 15 yeah. minutes. That's yeah. a, that's ben, a, you get five goes, minutes for a major in hockey. 15. Oh, this is this is more than a major. This, Jeez. This, you were caught in a fib. Bill, brutal. You would go, you I, would, you would go over to uh, Mike's seat for I, a know, segment? The, the worry is that Mike doesn't get the chair back. He's nervous. Yeah, Wally Pip. Right, I wouldn't get my hair back <laughs> if I shaved it. I wouldn't get my chair back if I lost it. i got, I got to take some uh, calculated risks, and that will not be one of them. Um, so, yeah, let us know how you think I should repay uh, the Twitterverse for that. I'm sure Blooper will have some ideas, too. Switch with me for a segment. Oh, God. Oh, Nobody oh, oh, oh. wants that. Well, we want to stay on the air. For right. <laughs> Just unplu- <laughs> unplug everything. Um, all right. It is, it's May 1st, May Day, uh, which it's always weird. May Day is a, is a distress signal when you say it you know, that way successively, but it's also an actual holiday in a lot of parts of the world. Right. So it's always weird to me how those two Major communist holidays. Yeah. International yeah. Workers' right. Day was today uh, in the Socialist Republics. But uh, it's, it's a new month, and we said after that first – Series opening sweep, the shutout sweep at the hands of the Dodgers. We said on this show, Bill, you and I, let's give him April. We'll check back in. Well, April's gone, and Ben, obviously, you can chime in too. And we said, give us April to see what this team really is. Well, what is this team? I still don't think we know yet because we haven't seen Solarte in a long time and Spangenberg. We haven't seen Ross. I mean, there are a lot of injuries. Uh, but uh, right, right now, I think that this team is showing – that it's moving forward. I like the trend right now. Um, but uh, it, May's going to be an interesting month. For one thing, we talked about Je- Matt Kemp. That, uh, before you know, the show, yeah. Before, but he's, he has always struggled in May, and you cannot afford right now with Solarte out, Spangenberg out, for Matt Kemp to have his regular May. I, I'm going to be honest. I was hoping for better out of the Padres in April. Well, they're finishing. They finished strong, right. which is great. A couple wins over the Dodgers, you know, nine and fifteen. I thought we'd see a little faster start out of the gate, especially with the focus that Andy Green had in spring training that I hadn't really seen before. That attention to detail, the really fast-paced spring training. I thought the Padres were likely poised to maybe catch some teams by surprise in the first month of the season and and really look sharp and. Just didn't quite pan out. And, you know, losing Tyson Ross after the first start was an absolute killer. You lose your ace for the entire month. You're kind of scrambling from that point on. So I get it. But I was a little disappointed. Now, the good news, the rest of the NL West was pretty disappointing as well. Two and a half games out right Right. now. Nobody has a winning record in the entire division. Every team had a losing month of April. Padres are just two and a half games back. That's great news because you can get right back in it. Hey, we could be sitting here on the couch next Sunday talking about the first place Padres if all of a sudden they have a great week, win today, have a, have a good homestand, and you know we're talking about a first place team next week. I would have been very happy with a 12 and 12 month, but yeah. when you start losing Ross, you're starting third baseman, you're starting second baseman. It really gets tough. So are you uh, are you? Ha- Happy or complacent with the nine no, and fifteen? I'm not. I'm not happy, but I can understand where they are. But uh, I, I this is going to be, I think, a very important month to the Padres. For one thing, they move out of playing mostly the National League West, and we get to see them against teams from other divisions that we haven't seen them this again. weekend. Defending NL right. pennant winners right. are right. in town. That's going to be a test. <laughs> it's, but uh, and you got the Rockies to start with, right. so. Uh, I think May is going to be a very important month. Make or break May. Uh, a lot of people on Twitter last night asked Kemp and Upton were getting better, and I want to get both of your takes on this. Uh, some Padres fans are, this is the team where we want. This is the team we expected. This is the team we're rooting for. Others are saying, great, they're getting better. That makes them 
more tradable and quicker we can get rid of them. Is it smart to think that way or cynical to think that way? Cynical in my thing. Uh, this whole thing of all tearing it down, okay, it works at times, but that's not the, that is not the end all to, to make it work year after year after year. In fact, we've seen a lot of backsliding from Houston this year, and that was the, oh, look what Houston did. They made the big jump last year. Well, there's a little backsliding right now. I, I like the idea of adding to what you've got and not always trading for prospects. I can understand that. It is if, a tempting way to think, though. You see get, how quickly Houston turned around last right. year. The Cubs, what they've done the last couple of years, it's but that's But the Cubs have built an awful lot also with uh, through the draft and, and, and Houston to an extent, too. Um, but I... I'd like to, you know, when we get to the end of July, then we'll see. Well, that's that's my point as well. Right. It's too early right. to think that way. We want to see these guys playing as well as possible for as long as possible. Right. And then when you hit the start of July and the trading deadline is approaching, you may have to face some reality checks and that, you know, maybe this isn't going to be your year and there's a way to make this team better in the future. And at that point, if Melvin Upton's still having a great season, if Matt Kemp is just hitting the tar out of the ball and – you know, an American League team says, hey, we make this guy a designated hitter. We're golden. You do consider that because that could possibly make the 2017-2018 Padres stronger if they can get back a big haul. So it would be irresponsible not to consider trading those players But this away. is something you talk about after the All-Star right, break. Right, right. Not, not, not now, right. not in April. Right now, you just want everyone to play as well as possible, keep the team in contention, Build trade value. Hey, you want to build well, trade value by playing well as long as you the can. The counterpoint to that is, as A.J. Preller has exhibited, when a deal comes along, no matter when it comes along, a good one, you take it. And if everyone is waiting for July 31st and there's a good deal on the table after a strong April from a Matt Kemp or an Upton or whoever, why wouldn't you pounce on that? So I, I can see why the because fans Because then you're telling your fans we don't care about this season. And the, the few fans and who I, – And I don't like that. Okay, so enjoy the ride while you can. Right. I want to go out. I mean, where I come from, I want to try to win every game that I can. I'm not thinking about, yes, the future's important. You plan for the future, but you don't throw away everything to get there. To me, if Matt Kemp has value now, he's going to have value in a couple of months. If this is just a, a mirage and you think Matt Kemp is about to go into a giant slump, I know he's slumped in May a lot in his career, but if you don't think he has any value, then he doesn't have any value now either. If you're just trying to pull the wool over some other GM's eyes, hey, look, this guy's hitting really well now. Can you, can you take him off our hands? That's never the way to do business. Right. A.J. Preller's not going to do his business that way. He's going to trade guys with you know legitimate value for legitimate value in return. Great point. And the fact is, the other the other twenty nine general managers out there are not idiots. They the no, whole game <laughs> the, the the whole game this game is based on averages and what you do over a, a you know they're not going to all of a sudden trade for somebody because he might be hitting three hundred right now. They know what he is like over his career. Regression to the mean. Right. So just because somebody is really off to a fast start now doesn't mean that their trade value is skyrocketed. All right. So enjoy the, enjoy the wins now as they come. Right. Enjoy the guys that are here. And we'll talk later. Yeah. yeah. Right? Right. All right. So we'll return to that. Uh, calling all casual wine drinkers and connoisseurs, Padres Wine Fest presented by Southwest Airlines returns this Friday, May 6th, before the Padres take on the Mets at 740. Sample wines from local and regional wineries while you relax and unwind. Party starts at 5. Get tickets at Padres.com slash party. 
When we come back, we're going to have a little bit of fun with Ben Higgins playing a little this or that. Don't miss it. It's Padre Social Hour after this. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padre Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. In just a little bit, a little over an hour from now, it's Drew Pomeranz versus Clayton Kershaw. But for now, it's Padres Twitter versus Mike Janella over a shaved headgate. We asked you guys to send us in some uh, punishments for me reneging on my promise to shave my head last night. Uh, Elias Garcia saying, I say your punishment is to grow a mustache. I'm not sure anybody wants that. Nope. That's uh, ugh. I want banishment. Yeah, Bill's calling me to go. Uh, at Freshers Hest uh, says, clown shoes, Mike Janela. One week of wearing clown shoes during Padres SH. Most of my shoes are qualify already, I think. Uh, and, yeah, hashtag Lion Mike is gaining some traction. All right, I've seen good. a couple people using it. So, Bill wants me to leave for, like, ten minutes. Right. Come to my support, Padres Twitter, please. Use <laughs> what hashtag if, what Padres What if you sat SH. in that chair and I, I sat in your seat? I actually um, – oh, I was there once for an interview, right, uh, Twice. Twice, right. Uh, Kemp, Matt Kemp and, and, Prell, and A.J. Here, Preller. And Preller right. became the GM. Two right. big ones. Yeah, not all right. That's pretty good Pretty good credentials you bring, Bill. But I am not uh, abdicating the throne anytime <laughs> soon, so let's not get used to that. Uh, have you ever heard of coup? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, what's the... Uh, ben and I, you know, we could probably do that. You coup d'etat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a little coup d'etat, a little hostile takeover. I will, I will uh, have my biggest defenses ready. Now that I know He's that it's going to handcuff himself <laughs> yeah, to, exactly. the, to the table there. All right, there. time now to, uh, to put Ben Higgins on the Cholula hot seat. And we're doing it with a little game. Uh, I think we'll call it this or that. We did it last week with Bob Scanlon. We, with the debut of Game of Thrones, we had to decide whether he it was a Game of Thrones character or professional wrestler. I would have rocked we that gave one. Him a name. I, am, I am like Game of Thrones We gave obsessed. him a name, and we had a good time with it. So because you were busy also covering the NFL draft this week, we decided today whether you're going to be deciding whether it's this or that, whether it's a baseball advanced statistic or a football advanced statistic. Because we've been talking all week about sabermetrics. Uh, Bob tends to hate them. Randy Jones wants nothing to do with them. Bill, you, I think there are some you like and uh, some, some you I don't. Some I like, some yeah. I don't. I think that they've gone to extremes. Yeah. Well, uh, we went, we dug deep into the into the bag here to pull out yeah, some I'm good not, ones, I, so. I believe in advanced statistics, but I'm not a member of the society of advanced baseball research. All right, so. so we'll see. Now, these are officially taken from fan graphs and baseball prospectus as well as football outsiders. So those are pretty much uh, well-respected entities in the advanced statistics world. So the first one, Ben, DPR. Is that a baseball stat or a football stat? DPR. I'm going to go football. Wrong. And we got our sound effects back. Look at Flooper. He's doing so well today. What's DPR? It's double play runs. It's a defensive measure for how many runs a fielder can have by producing double plays instead of just four like outs. downs per rush or something no. like that. DPR. No. So like a good shortstop would have a high DPR because he right. converts more ground outs into double plays. How about DSR? Baseball. That one's football. Drive success rate. The percentage of drives that result in a first down or a touchdown on the football field. Uh, they're not all going to be ours, but this one is an ASR. You're 0 for 2 so all right, far, Ben. Uh, I'm going to go baseball. No, 0 for 3, my friend. You're off to a terrible start. You cover sports for a living? I, I, I really? guess so. I haven't heard of any of these. Adjusted sack rate. It's are, sacks are divided like by a, pass give me, plays. Throw me a, like a BABIP or something easy that I know. It's basically no, – I wouldn't, wouldn't want to make it that easy. <laughs> I think you both should be banished. Uh, here's one that you should get. DVOA. 
DVOA. That is football. That is that football. That is definitely football. Yeah, your, your first one right. That's uh, pretty much war for football yeah, it's, teams. It's the war for it's, a football player. Yeah, it's the constitution of football team, sabermetrics. Yeah. Uh, Q-Base. Q-B-A-S-E. I think that's football. That is football. Yeah. What gave it away? The Q, the Q and the B? Well, the B. Uh, it's a quarter. It yeah, projects quarter. a college quarterback's peak success entering the NFL draft. So you're two for five so far. That'll get you in the Hall of Fame. Jaws. Jaws. That sounds baseball. Walks. Is that the W? It is baseball, but it's uh, it's Jay Jaffe. It's named after him. It's he's a writer for Sports Illustrated. It's his Hall of Fame projection uh, method, and it studies peak versus career WAR, and it's actually very very accurate in predicting who will make it. It's into not the how Hall you start; it's how you finish. Exactly. Now I'm on. Now I'm on. Here we go. Continuity score. We've got four of these left. That sounds football to me. That is. It's for offensive lines. How many games they all play together and don't miss to injuries. Man, you're doing. You're on fire right now. Yeah. That's uh, four in a row. Zone rate. That's got to be, ooh, there's zones in both sports. I'll go baseball. It is. Wow. Percentage of pitches in the rule book strike zone. You got, you got, you got Five in a row. Fielding zones. Bill, are you, you impressed by Ben right, right now? Do you care a, about this at all? I'm not impressed I just, by I just any needed of to this. Get, I just needed to get comfortable. <laughs> right, right, right. Bill wants, like, wins, losses. <laughs> right. The uh, basics. All this. All this all right, I mean, you're into areas where I could care less. Right, this is the last, the last two. XBT percentage. Something the Padres did well last night. That's a little hint. Now I'm going to go baseball. <laughs> percentage of extra available bases. extra bases yeah. taken. And the last one, speed score. Football. It's actually both. Oh, that was okay. a trick question. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, Give it's, me a ding and a buzz. What's Can the you do both? for that, Blooper? There yeah. we go. Yeah, both at the same time. All right, well done. That was you good. I have to lose right. three in a row wrong and then pretty much sweep the category with the okay. trick at the My end. My question, yeah. do you care about any of those categories? I, I, well, obviously Some of I them don't since I didn't know any of them. I do believe that it, a team that applies them effectively, knowing them is one thing, but you, if you apply them effectively toward the management of your roster and creation of your roster, I think it can really help you. I like DVOA is great for football. Extra base percentage is really good, I think. Those are I weigh good. in with yeah. Scan and Randy on this. I love how angry Bill looks during this whole segment. It's <laughs> my favorite thing. You know what we're going to do for you, Bill? And uh, I'll have an idea for you. But uh, first, a reminder, you're off the Cholula hot seat now, Ben. You did very well uh, choosing this or that. Uh, make sure to uncap real flavor with Cholula hot sauce, the hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap, and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. What would be a good category for you, Bill, for this? Like World War II generals or 19th century baseball players? Uh, I, uh, I could probably get most of those. I maybe for next, next week sometime? What do you think, Blooper? I like it. That's a good one for him. All right. Yeah. If you guys have any other ideas for what to, uh, what to play with Bill, let us know. Not, not many interests, though, for Bill. Yeah, it's a very, it's it's a very minute, <laughs> acute uh, uh, angle that we're working America's with. America's Cup captains or right. oh, yeah. I like baseball. That. Yeah. 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 All right. Plenty of ideas. Um, and the punishments keep coming in for me, by the way, for my shaved head. Uh, this is maybe my favorite one so far from Daniel Balcom. says the ultimate punishment should be for Mike to wear a Yukon jersey during the whole show. Oh, That's there you go. Hey, my awesome. Syracuse Orange. Daniel, I nice not job. Like that. That's a good one, Daniel. I That's like a that. Daniel, nice job. Yeah, that was good thinking. It's, uh, it's a shame there's no Yukon jerseys around anywhere. I mean, we're so far away from Stores we Connecticut. Can, we can I don't, get one. I don't see how that would be. Uh, we're in a sports memorabilia store. Eh? They, can, they could order one, I would oh, think, right? right? The, sure. internet. <laughs> the, oh, <laughs> the internet. The internet. The internet's <laughs> worthless. The internet knows nothing. Um, all right, that was a fun segment. When we come back, we're going to take a look maybe around the rest of the league. 
talking a lot of Padres. We've had a month in the books, so we'll take a look around the majors. And speaking of, a lot of the good guys in the majors are coming here in July. Have you guys heard about this? All-Star game. Oh, that, yeah. yeah that's, that little yeah, thing. Yeah. Major League Baseball All-Star Week is coming to San Diego. Get in on the action July 8th to the 12th by visiting All-Star Fan Fest, the world's largest interactive baseball theme park. Tickets and more information at allstargame.com. we got some more Padres Social Hour on a beautiful Sunday afternoon here in San Diego. Don't go anywhere. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Right here inside the AMR studio with Ben Higgins and Bill Center, I'm Mike Janella getting you set for Padres at Dodgers. Pod's looking for that series sweep to start off May. Be a nice way to start the month, huh? Plus, I mean, to get this series sweep, you got to beat Kershaw. Yeah. So it'd be oh, double. there's that little thing. It'd be double. It'd be a double bonus. That would be a real statement, right, though. Right. To that, start the that month, that would be a great yeah. way to it start the month. Uh, he's off to his normal self, and uh, I mean, still the best pitcher in baseball, you think, or Arietta surpassed him? Uh, t- boy, it's close. I, I to be Pick honest, aside, I, Bill. I like Madison Bumgarner for a one game. Right. I take Kershaw. Yeah. If I have the one game, I got to get the win. I'm I take, going I take with Bumgarner. All right. Well, I, we had this discussion record. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, right. if your life was on the line, I think Bumgarner is the big game pitcher. But right. if you had a guy for a season, I think Kershaw's probably still the guy. Right. Arietta, though, is, yeah, knocking on the door. Um, it is May. It's a month in the book. So let's take a look around the rest of the big leagues. And I wanted to ask you guys a couple of questions about what you've been seeing so far. Some surprise teams, some teams that have been doing what we expected. Who's been the most impressive team to you across the big leagues so far? Well, I've, I've been impressed by how the Mets and the Nationals both have played. I, I just think that everybody thought that the strength was going to be in the National League West, and from right now it looks to be in the National League East. Uh, to me, it's the Cubs, clearly. I mean, I'm they, they lose yeah. Kyle right. Schwarber and don't miss a beat. Uh, they, at one point, about a week ago, they had scored the most runs in baseball, and they had allowed the fewest runs in baseball. I think they're still top two or three in both categories. Uh, I mean, that is the recipe for a historic season. If they keep it up at that pace the rest of the way, they got pitching, they got off. I mean, what a great lineup they have, even even after the Schwarber injury. So I'll say the Cubs have yeah, been the most 17 impressive. 17-5. and five. It's the easy answer because right. they have the best winning percentage in the majors. Right. But what's most impressive for me is that everyone expected this, and they're surpassing expectations. Right. The, the schedule they played is a little bit uh, fuzzy right now. I mean, they've – Yeah, but it's not like they're beating teams one nothing. They're, cru- right, they're right, crushing them. right. That's my. I'm with you, Ben. I'm with the Cubs because, again, we expected this, and they could very easily buckle under the weight of these expectations later on in the season. But so far, they've actually been doing better than we expected. Here's a question for you guys, and I was inspired by this because of Bryce Harper's otherworldly start to his season. They liquidate every team tomorrow, and you have to redraft all 30 teams. You get the first pick of any available player. Who are you picking? Let's start with you first, Bill. I'd take Bryce Harper. I mean, I think that he's still young. He's got huge upside. I think he's going to be a superstar for a long, long time. Yeah, he already is, and I think right. it's a matter of keeping well, it think, that way. I think yeah. he's going to be a superstar because this is a guy who wants – I mean, I think that this is a guy who already sees himself being in the Hall of Fame eventually. Oh, he saw that three years right. ago. <laughs> right, exactly. And I think that he wants to perform to that level all the time. I don't think – He's, I don't think he's ever the type to be complacent. I think Bryce Harper is playing unbelievably right now, but he hasn't swayed my choice, which would still be Mike Trout. 
who is off to uh, one of the worst starts of his career, and he's and still he's hitting still like one of the 290 five with five homers. Game, I mean, he's no. still had a great month of April, just not quite up to Trout levels. But when you combine age, which, which Trout has along with Harper, with his defensive skills in the outfield and what he can do, I mean, the guy has been, what, a top two MVP pick in the American League every single year Even of his the career. ones he hasn't won. It's yeah. old guys like Bill with their triple crown stats that cost him those MVPs. <laughs> he should have won like four by now, in my so opinion. I'll, I'll go with Mike Trout still. I got, I got Bryce Harper. Okay, uh, how yeah. far down this list would you go before you took a pitcher? Uh, pretty far, I think. Uh, my pick would be Carlos Correa. The shortstop in the Astros. He's even younger than these guys. So Harper's 23. He doesn't turn 24 until after the season. Trout's 24. Turns 25 this summer. Correa's only 21. And he's a shortstop. And he's already had the year he had last year. Historically, when guys have a season that good at age 21 or younger, you're thinking you're Ken Griffey Juniors. You're thinking you're Mike Trout, you're Bryce Harper's. It's almost a, a guarantee of future success. And I think that kind of a position, you could get the next Alex Rodriguez, hopefully without all the A-Rod stuff to deal with, but that'd be my pick because of the position he plays. No, seriously, how yeah. many guys um, down would you go before you took a pitcher? It's tough because we talked about and which pitcher Kershaw, would it be? we talked right. about Arietta, but you know what, they're a little bit older. Not that they're, they're in their prime right now, but if I'm really building for the future, I might not want to take one of those guys. I'm not sure which young pitcher I'd take, though, Honestly, at this point. We'll, we'll see him this weekend. I think I'd take Syndergaard from the Mets because he's young. He's already shown he's dominant, and he's had no indications of any potential injury problems. Right. And the other guys, yeah, Kershaw's already old. Ariette, they're on the other side of the hill if you're trying to build a franchise. And taking a young pitcher is, a, I mean, it's a crapshoot. So why well, not take one that's already proven Taking himself? any pitcher is yeah. a little right. bit of a crapshoot. That's why I think maybe there'd be the first pitcher would fall in maybe seven, eight, somewhere in there. At least, if not right. to like in the in the low teens or something. Yeah, uh, interesting. All right, uh, cool. So that'll, those will be our franchises once we have uh, our draft tomorrow, whenever that may be. Right, yeah. exactly. Uh, let us know. If you feel like letting us know which player you'd pick, I think most people are content with just letting us know what uh, punishment I should be serving uh, for <laughs> – did you get one during the break? Oh, yeah, I did. Uh, let's see. Uh, 3VZ. This is at hashtag Padres said, said to me, he said, uh, can we get uh, Mike? Mike should do the shame walk from Game of Thrones before <laughs> a game. Shame. Shame. Yeah, maybe on my way out of the show today. We'll see how that goes. Uh, we'll take yeah, a look. Can you, blur, can you blur things, Blooper? No, we're, is not, that, we're not. Is that part of A, I'm not getting naked, and B, we're not <laughs> pixelating anything at all. Uh, when we come back, we're going to take a look at today's lineup as the Padres look for that sweep against the aforementioned Clayton Kershaw. So don't miss it. We're back with more Padres Social Hour right after this. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. Let's talk some Sunday baseball. Less than an hour from first pitch. Padres at Dodgers. Padres looking for that vengeance, trying to get back to 500 against the Dodgers this year. What better way to avenge a series opening sweep or season opening sweep than going back to their backyard and taking those three? Uh, let's get right to the lineup then to see who will try and do that, who will try and defeat Clayton Kershaw. And it's brought to you by United Airlines, proud partner of the San Diego Padres. Same cast of characters, John Jay in center, Will Myers at first, Matt Kemp in right field, Melvin Upton Jr. in left, Derek Norris is batting fifth today after batting sixth yesterday. He's catching. Alexei Ramirez at shortstop, then it's Adam Rosales at third base, Jamile Weeks at second base, and Drew Pomeranz pitching. Uh, he had the great night last night, Derek Norris, but would you have given him a day off today? I think he's playing a, a lot, a little too much this early on. Well, uh, no, if, in fact, I would since he got two hits yesterday. 
I would play him today. Okay. So you take the hot hand over right. the resting with the right. schedule. But he did have – didn't he have the back-to-back -back Wednesday and then Thursday with the off day right, right. off so he's earlier not, this he's not, week? He's so. not really tired here. Yeah. You know, there's a couple things that uh, Jay now has reached uh, – or he's gotten hits in 11 of his last 12 games. Myers in uh, 13 of his last 14. Kemp has 11 hits, seven doubles, and two homers in the last seven. I mean, it's good to see the top of the lineup getting rolling. Yeah, it is. And that leads us now into our Supercuts head-to-head -head challenge at the end of the month of April. So yesterday it was Matt Kemp for the couch. That was your pick, Bill. And I totally agree with uh, – with, um, you got to give this You don't even know up. what I'm going to say yet. You already agree? I like this new Bill. Very, right. very agreeable with me. Uh, blooper had picked Colin Ray, the pitcher. Colin Ray, as he said yesterday, in honor of Randy Jones. Colin Ray. In homage. And, uh, yeah, I gave the points to Colin Ray. Right. Uh, Kemp had the one for four night. He scored, drove in a run. But Ray, two earned across six innings, got the win, that big shutdown inning. So Blooper gets the point and goes back on top, eight to seven. And if that's not enough, he also gets the first pick today. I beat you, Bill. <laughs> I know, Seth. I and there's you. also You know that. what? Yeah. what? And, I, and I totally agree with uh, when I was watching the game last night. I thought Seth's got me. How did, often does anybody say you. that, huh? Right. I beat you. I got you, Seth. It was so good. <laughs> um, I am going to go with Matt Kemp. Oh, okay. Taking Kemp this time against no. Kershaw. This uh, totally didn't work for me on Wednesday when I picked Andrew Kashner, but I, the last time I checked, all the Padres hitters have to face Clayton Kershaw today. So I'm going to take Drew Pomeranz. <laughs> okay. And, uh, you know, hopefully he can shut down that Dodger lineup. I like it. Uh, ben, so far this season, you are 1-1 one one against Blooper. So yeah, this is I your lost, chance I personally lost, to Lost go on ahead. Wednesday against Bill, Will Bill Myers. Bill is 0-1. Bill is 0-1. And, <laughs> and when's the next time Bill will have a chance to, uh, to vindicate he'll himself? He'll be on once or twice in May in the third seat again with Randy. All right. Okay. It's going to have a lot of meaning, I, I see, a lot of I weight carrying I see carrying Seth is going to make – I was surprised it will put me back because I think Seth would like to finish the season with that 1,000 yep. winning I'm not, percentage. I'm not, I'm not worried. Did they, people were asking us, you won last year this yes. competition. Did you ever get anything, a trophy, a ring? A, no, a nothing. Belt? Nothing at all? No. Oh, I think we have this to. This year we need to. Just derision. I think <laughs> I mean, Bill has so many ideas on how to punish me today for my uh, false promises. I think Bill should have to come up with the Seth's trophy, what he should have won for last year. He should have to wear the hat that he makes me wear for a segment. That's not, I, I can't predict the future like you can. So <laughs> right. Well, you did yesterday. In a way, In a yeah, way. when you pick Colin Ray. Uh, cool. So that's the Supercuts head-to-head -head challenge. It's Matt Kemp against Drew Pomeranz today. At Supercuts, they pay attention to every detail, the cut, the lines, the hot towel finish, so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find a Supercuts near you at Supercuts.com. We're back to put the finishing touches on Padres Social Hour. Don't go anywhere. We're back right after this. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. It's Padres and Dodgers, final game of that series. We're back here in the AMR studio. Uh, quickly wanted to wish a happy birthday to my buddy John watching back on the East Coast, John Phelps. This is how good a friend of mine he is. When I moved out here, he bought the MLB package to watch Padres games this year, to follow along with the team and watch the show. So happy birthday, buddy. Uh, a lot of people asking where Jordan Carruth was today, uh, sometime a, a third seater, because he's been the guy that when the Padres are on the verge of a potential sweep, he right. just happens to be booked. And they didn't get any of those sweeps. And we said we'd revisit our booking policy. So, Ben, course, now you're yeah. here. Bringing that, well, that pre- and post-game muscle. I don't know muscle. if you know this, but the Padres on getaway day, the final game of a series, 
They're 0-7 so far this season. So whether they're going for a sweep, trying to avoid the sweep, or just trying to take the rubber game of a series, they haven't had any success. So uh, we need a happy flight, or in this case, a happy bus ride. Or else you're out of there, too. We'll have to maybe just you and me, Bill. Yeah. Or the way you're thinking, treating me today, just you. We'll just have you on for an hour on getaway day next time. No, it's tough. And we talked about how they were avoiding the aces this series, but the problem is now you get cursed on game three. And yeah, sweep is, is going to be definitely a high mountain to climb. Well, but, but if you can get it. Right. I mean, I, momentum in baseball, of course, that's sort of a, that's an iffy subject. But if you could get Kershaw, it really just, I think that'll pound home that message. We're better than we've looked. And it certainly beats the alternative of facing him after you've lost the first two games. Right. Right. You want to avoid avoid the sweep with Kershaw staring you down. I just still can't believe the standings, how every team in the NL West is below 500. Right. Padres are two and a half games out. Right. They're right in it. I tweeted this last night. They're closer to first place in their division than 15 other teams were to theirs entering today. Down 0-3 at the beginning of the season, anybody would have taken 2005 that. all over again, Bill, when Padres won the division at 83 wins. Right. Tomorrow, who let Bill back on again tomorrow? It's 5.30 start for our show tomorrow with him and Derek Togerson. Thanks to you guys, and thanks to Blooper. Great job today. Let's see if the Padres get the brooms out. Thanks for watching Social Hour. See ya.